Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode five of TCSF, the podcast. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with E-Rock. How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just living the dream. I want to give a shout-out to the all-net podcast, Mike Logic and Ideal. Shout-out to Shy Native Entertainment as well. You can catch their radio show every Tuesday night, 9 to 10 p.m., and check out Shine Native Entertainment on Facebook as well. They're doing a killer job on all of these platforms. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I really love uh, the last two episodes they came out with, their uh, comparison of basketball players to rappers. That was really, really dope. And uh, yeah, they're killing it, man, I, I got to say. So let, let's start off with this. You know, we see that the national media does not like our bears. Uh, right now, Bill Barnwell uh, came out with an article that says, he ranks the Bears' weapons, and that's just weapons, no quarterback, no line. So we're talking about receivers, we're talking about running backs. Tight ends. And tight ends, so our offense, offensive weapons. Correct. We are ranked number 28. What do you think about that? I mean, offensive weapons? <laughs> you're ranked, what, 28, 29? You're almost no better than the Jets. Well, see, this is what you're looking at. You're looking at Allen Robinson... And mm-hmm. a supporting cast. You don't know what's going on with Miller with the shoulder. You don't know what's going on with all these rookies they brought in and, and receiver to surround him. You got Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, and then your tight ends are Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. And I think they picked up another one, but they're probably ranked where they should be. Yeah, they're, I think they're spot on as far as offensive because they have to prove themselves. They really have to prove themselves. You got a, a question mark at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have a question mark at tight end. Yep. Offensive line has had, they found their groove towards the end of the season, a couple injuries here and there, but the offensive line did a decent job. They did a decent job towards the end, but in the beginning, they were definitely having problems. You had a lot of roster shuffles, you had a a lot of line shuffles. So now that they kind of solidified themselves towards the end of the season, it did shore up a bit. But to be fair, when we're going through last season, you had Trubisky with the shoulder injury. You had, you know, the little midget guy that should not be even playing in the NFL and the Lions gave a bunch of money to for some reason. And now we have, you know, BDN, who's going to come in there and maybe steal the show. I think he might end up being the starter. I think a lot of people are predicting that Nick Foles is going to be the starter over Trubisky. But how is that going to work? If you don't have any preseason going on, how do you have a quarterback competition without any preseason? How is that going to work? Well, because now you got to consider the fact that the coaches – Mm-hmm. Every coach on that staff yeah. is familiar with Nick Foles. So without a competition, if you're going into the season with all this uncertainty, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you go with the guy who's proven in the league? I agree. I agree. I mean, you 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 gave up draft capital. You gave up, a, I mean, you paid him a lot of money. You, you paid him some money. Uh, I think, what did they give, the fourth round pick? I yeah. Mean, but look at... Look at uh, uh, Players that have come out of the fourth round. Exactly. Yeah. Look, look what they picked in the fourth round. Pretty good players. Yeah, I mean, you do. It's here's the thing, and we talked about it before. You know, this first round, uh, the first round picks fifty percent don't pan out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can kind of at this point, we still have this prove it year, but you can kind of say Trubisky's in that boat right now. 
Um, you look at the top 10, a lot of the rankings that came out recently were the top 10 Madden rankings. Oh, my goodness. And who did you see in there? You saw <laughs> Not Trubisky. Like, you didn't see Trubisky. You saw your your boy from KC. You saw your boy from Houston. You see your boy from Green Bay. You see all these Baltimore. guys. Baltimore. Right, right. And, you know, you're not going to see any Bears quarterbacks up there. So this is really going to be an interesting year. Now, when we talk about the national media, we know – there's a lot, a lot of hate going on for us right now. This is from USA Today. They predict that the Bears will be 3-13. and 13. Um, They say the schedule is brutal. The offensive weaponry supporting the unsettled quarterback position isn't a whole lot better. Barring another transcendent effort like the defense produced in 18, more likely this, tran- this franchise ends up cleaning house than returning to the postseason. Do you think that the Bears can make the playoffs this season? There, there's no way they're going to be 3-13. and 13. No. That defense alone is going to get you six games. They're, they're going to be able to control a game and keep it close enough. Now, if you got Nick Foles there and you're going to have, you know, more than a three-yard pass, we got a chance. But we can't score 16, 17 points and expect to win and expect the defense to be out there the entire game because that's what happens. The defense is out there the entire game. They get tired in fourth quarter from holding these guys down. And then we get outscored. Well, if you got a quarterback that only puts up 15 points and some of that is from the kicker, you're not going to win many games. And that's what they're looking at. If you have the quarterback we had last year, you're not going to be good. Now, Nick Foles is going to be the unknown. Can he command this offense? Can he build chemistry quickly without a preseason? I think he can build chemistry on the fly just because he's – I feel like he's done it in other places. He's bounced around enough. I think he has that experience with different teams where he can say, okay, you know, I know how to kind of find my groove, get in where I fit in and do my thing. But the coaches know him and know who he is. What they really need from him is to just not mess it up. So you, these, the, the Kyle Orton strategy? That – you could call it that. You could call it that. And now – the, the funny thing that you mentioned that is that I, I was, I forget where I heard it, but recently there was something that came out about there were parts of the organization when the Bears did trade Orton for Cutler at the time, there was parts of the organization that were not too keen on the move because they felt like Orton was doing a good enough job to get them where they needed to go. I, but, I was one of those guys too. And, and I was a Kyle Orton fan. And, and that was you, my guy. And you know, you know that I'm a Cutler guy. You yeah, know I know. I'm a Cutler guy. I know. Now, to be fair, we just set up my basement as a brand new studio, yes, right? Yes, a new studio. It's okay. awesome here, dude. Everything's from any type of sport is up on the wall. There's bobbleheads, tons of books. So if you want to read a book, let us know. <laughs> we got tons of books here. Uh, we got every team. Every team. I have to bring a little bit of White Sox stuff here to balance stuff out because, you know, gotta, Eddie's but a as, fan. But as you walk into this room, yes, sir. What, what do I got on that wall? It's a giant Kyle Orton autograph picture. <laughs> Okay. Now I remember I had my own encounter with Kyle Orton. I saw him. It was his, his rookie season, I believe. I used to work at Soldier Field for a season. Okay. And there was a uh, I, I worked for a company that was selling memorabilia. It was silent auctions. Oh, okay. So I had my me and my boy were working at the thing. We're throwing this like three hundred and fifty dollar football that was autographed back and forth. And I was like, "Yo, oh, just no. don't drop it and don't scrape it, right?" But this is this is a game. I want to say it was in either 05 or 06 when the Bears were playing against Atlanta, and it was so cold that the ink in our pens was freezing. We couldn't write with them. Okay, and this is one of the. I think this is um, when Rex had just come back from injury, but they didn't start him. Okay, they pull Orton. 
and they put Rex in the game, and we win because this is when Vic was on the Falcons, mm-hmm. and Kyle Orton threw for 12 yards that day. Okay, 12 yep. yards. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I remember that. So once everything's said and done, me and my boy go to this bar. I think it was in, uh, it was called Level at the time. I okay. don't know what it is now. This is a long time ago, man. Yeah. When you, you start, Let's start to age yourself there. Yeah, well, you, when you start balding and you get the grades, you know this is a long time ago. But I remember walking in there. We're hanging out. I think George Daniels was there. You know, the, mm-hmm. And we're chilling. And all of a sudden, yo, I see Nick Beard come in. And I'm like, yo. And... I've been drinking, mm-hmm. so, but I see, hey, man, it's Kyle Warren right there. Yeah. So I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, don't worry about it. All you got to do is elbow Rex in the ribs. He'll be out for another six weeks. He goes, oh, well, I'm not worried about that. I said, mm-mm. So what you mean you're not worried about that? So I literally walked up to a, a group of girls. I was like, hey, you know who that is? They're like, no. I was like, that's Kyle Orton. He threw for 12 yards today, and he got beat red, walked up, and got up and walked out the club. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was, uh, how do I keep this PG? Yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is, you know what I mean? So I definitely picked on the kid when I saw him in person, but, you know, he was definitely a game manager. He, he I yeah. feel like he was a guy that could have lasted a lot longer in the league, but, again, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't mad when they, when they got Cuddy, but... Going back to Foles, that's kind of what they need. They just need a guy that's not going to mess it up for the defense, which you had Grossman do, which you had Cutler do at times. That's really what they need out of Foles. They just need a guy who's not going to mess it up. All right, so I got the schedule up here. Let's go really quickly, game by game, because three wins is absurd. It seems too long. All right, we got the Detroit Lions. Is that a win or a loss? Um, is it here or away? It's at Ford Field. Okay. I think they can beat the Lions twice, but I also think that people underestimate Stafford. Uh, Stafford's Stafford. A Stafford. Put Stafford on any other team. I mean, he's a monster. But don't forget, he's he's had a, uh, was back, a back injury. Yeah, he has so, a back I injury. Mean, your boy Chase Daniels up there, too. So if for some reason. Um, making Matt, more money than a lot of quarterbacks. Exactly. A lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these young starters, yeah. he's making more. So if Stafford can't play, I mean, you know, I think we got that in the bag. But either way, I think we can beat them. How about the Giants? That's at home. The, the, so that we got the Giants here again. That's a winnable game. Are they going to win it? I don't know, but it's a winnable game. You got Daniel Jones, young guy, but you also got Saquon. Saquon, Saquon's yeah. a tricky player, but I, again, it's another winnable game. Falcons again. It's, you can call. These are all fifty-fifty games it, so far. They're all you know fifty-fifty. You can swing either way. So far, you haven't given me one game where I'm like, well, there's no way we can win that. Okay, the Colts home here. Home. Colts so, at home. So, the new, they got that new quarterback, you know, from San Diego, that well, old man. They got the new old quarterback. <laughs> they got Phillip Rivers, old, old self out there. You know, you hit him and you see dust come out of him. So, I mean, again, he's a brand new team, brand new system for him. I like our chances. Tampa Bay at home. Now, this is the marquee game of the season. I don't care if they play, if you, they end up playing the Packers like eight times this year. This is the game that you really want to see. I mean, you got a lot, a lot of stuff going on there. I, I, I much, I much more believe in this new old quarterback than I did for the one in that previous <laughs> game we just mentioned. You know what I mean? I, I am not a Tom Brady fan just because I felt like he was arrogant. I didn't like all the like the cheating scandals and all that stuff. Okay. But I'll tell you what, I'm excited to see what he's gonna do in the NFC, in the NFC South, and, in the division with Drew Brees, right? And see exactly what's gonna happen there. So, is it winnable? I, I'm sure, but I don't think the Bears ever beat Tom Brady, ever. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got a lot of offensive weapons over that's, there. That's the thing. And we got a good defense, so that should be a good matchup. The Panthers, this is at Carolina. Who is their quarterback? The backup, uh, Bridgewater. That's right. right. So they got Bridgewater. Look, again, 
it's it's one of these games when Bridgewater was with the Saints, you could see that's a well-oiled machine. You could see he fit into the system, but I don't think he was an elite quarterback. I don't think he was an elite quarterback either, but there are certain teams around this league where you know that every single time they step on the field, they got a chance to win. And ever since Drew Brees was in in New Orleans, that's a team where you feel confident just because the culture he brought, the culture that Sean Payton brought to the Saints, that's a team where every time they step onto the field, you know that you feel like they got a chance to win. There's not a lot of teams like that. You got the Saints, you got the Patriots, you got the Packers, I'll say that. And those are three teams where I'm like, there's never a time where I'm like, oh, you guys are outmatched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... That, yeah, that's again, a, that's we're a still we got a bunch of 50-50 games. A couple more. We got the Rams, the Saints, the Titans, and the Vikings, and then we get to a bye. So the Rams, again, that's another 50-50 game. And it's gonna be it's in Inglewood, California, you know, at their stadium, at the, the new SoFi Stadium. The Saints, I think that's a game that's, that's that we can win if the defense can, you that, know. That's the game you're you're gonna circle and say that could be the one where I'm saying, well, that's gonna be a really really tough game to win just because Breeze. I mean, that's that's it's at home. Factor. It's at home. He doesn't do well here. That that may be so, but we're also talking about that far into the season, who's even going to be playing quarterback? Mm-hmm. We still have a ton of offensive questions, question marks, right? Just like Bill Barnwell said. So, all right, the Titans again. You know, everybody always overlooks the Titans. They made a good run last season. You know, they got don't, past the first round. Don't forget, you got to somehow tackle Derrick Henry, and you want to talk. A, you want to talk about a man that's a full grown man right there. Okay, uh, Vikings. I think that's a winnable game. So every, I mean, every division foe is always going to be a toss-up game. You know, yeah. that's that's what it is. And then we finished the back half of the schedule with Green Bay, Detroit, the Texans, the Vikings, the Jaguars, and the Packers. That's going to be heavy. It, I mean, it is, but... We got one, two, three, four division games. I mean... That's the whole division right there. Right. That's if the if you don't division. win those games, you're done. That I mean, that's the whole swing of the division right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I... I think what we're going to see this year is more of what we saw last year. What we saw last year was that, you know, an eight and eight season that felt like a five, <laughs> five win season. That's going to be the problem. I think you're looking at a 500 team unless somehow your offensive starters just step up, unless Cole Komet ends up being a stud. I mean, we got Jimmy Graham, which is, you know, a snooze fest. You know, we're not talking about, we're not talking about New Orleans, Jimmy Graham. We're talking about, Chicago Bears version of Jimmy Graham, which is just the old. I dude. think he's just there to coach, man. I just think he's there to coach. Well, you know, like I, like I said before, the reason they brought him in, I think, was to have somebody there, see if they could bring that magic. The fact that he was with Ryan Pace, he had a soft spot for him. So hopefully he can, you know, we were talking about coaching. Hopefully he's a guy that can boost up Cole Komet and bring him, you know, be like, hey, this is how you do it, kid. But, you know, sometimes these players want no part of that. So we'll see. All right, everybody, we're going to be taking a quick break. When we come back, we'll dive into some MLB. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, welcome back to True Chicago Sports Fans, a podcast. So Anthony Rizzo has back problems again. Let's take, let's take a listen to this clip here from manager David Ross from the Chicago Cubs. He came in yesterday just to get, you know, felt a little stiffness uh, in some similar areas uh, that he's been sore before uh, and just getting ahead of it. Uh, when we have this time, we had a light day yesterday uh, with just the two and a half innings and then a really light day of just live BP today. So um, he's day to day, but I just want to make sure at this this time in the schedule that uh, we use caution. What do you think about that clip? 
So the thing is, is that Rizzo's always had back problems, but the real issue is when you're looking at a 60-game season, how is that going to affect him? You know, he can say that he's only, only going to be out for a couple weeks or so, but, you know, you've had issues. Yeah, yeah, I got two herniated discs. You know, the thing is, is that the MRI came out and it confirmed that he's his back spasms this week are uh, stemming from rib yeah, inflammation on his left side. Um, the ribs are so important to the torque of your bat. Yeah. And um, I don't know how he's going to continue to swing. And this is he's a really crucial part of this team when you're talking about offense. Um, from when I was looking at the potential lineup, he would be the one protecting Bryant. So you're, you're going to have a lot of roster shuffling that you're going to see, which we all kind of got sick of with Joe Madden. And I think Rossi's going to have to deal with that again because I don't think Rizzo's going to be able to make it as much as he wants. Yeah, it's a tough break because he's your captain. He's your leader. Uh, he's the rock at first base. He's really the first guy that they brought in to be the anchor of the team. I yeah. Mean, he was he was on the team when they were just hot garbage, and he was one of the only guys. I mean, like... Yeah, he was the first move when well, when they came over from Boston, you know, Jed Hoyer and... Uh, and they and they loved him so much. Jason McLeod, Jed Hoyer, Theo, they, they loved him so much that they brought him from Boston to San Diego, and now over to Chicago. So right. they love this kid, but right. now he's getting a little bit older, and are we going to keep wanting to play, uh, pay for a guy? Not the MLB doesn't pay older players that well. Well, it's it's not even that. And is injury prone. Correct. Correct. So, and it's not just any injury, you know what no, I mean? it's like, ribs and back. It's ribs and back injury. Sounds like Prince Fielder. That's that's a shame. That that's one guy where you know, I remember when it was either him or Pujols, and you had Cubs fans that couldn't figure out if they want one or the other. Well, they didn't get either. You know, you Pujols went over to the Angels, uh, Prince went over to the Rangers, and it just never really worked out for for either for team. Himself. Yeah, for either team. Well, I mean, we there, there was no way it was going to work out for for the Angels. I mean, they gave him this crazy contract on for the wrong, ten years, wrong yeah. side of thirty. So, I mean. It's, it's one of those things, like, what do you do with, with a player like that, knowing, number one, like I said, he's the rock of the team. He's the guy that's been there forever. He was, um, along with Lester, the big kind of uh, players that they got in, in, in moving around. I'm, I'm not saying what I want to say, but he's one of the guys that they brought over to be the standard, the guy that leads the he was team. A, he was a foundation for the team, and it, it that's what said, okay – we're, this is the ship. He's going to be our captain. Everybody get in line, follow suit. Now, your problem with his injury, him being 30, he's got about two years left on his contract. It looks a lot like what we had on the south side with Joe Creedy. This kid who's amazing at third base defensively, offensively, nowhere near what Rizzo uh, was but I mean, at, Rizzo's a better player. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. But I'm talking about like it's being comparison. You have two good players. You're at the hot corners. Good bats. Great defensively. Bad backs. Right, and that and that's a scary thing. I don't care what the sport is. That's a scary thing to have. I mean, just as a regular citizen who doesn't play sports, I mean, that's a scary thing. I mean, you you know, you you get up the wrong way. How many times have like, oh, I threw my back out. And yeah. I can't that happens to me. I have two herniated discs, and if I wake up in the wrong position or if I slept wrong, whatever it may be, I have to call off work and say I'm, my back's locked up. I can't move. And now imagine 
that being the case and you're expected to go out there and stretch and catch and swing a bat and hit home runs and and do all the things that they're expected to do. So I think that's going to be a really big question mark for the Cubs going forward. Once his contract is up, what do you do with Rizzo? Uh, I'm sorry. I I, I think they trade him this offseason. They trade him this off This offseason? Because he's got one year left. It, let's say he does play and he does produce, he's gone. There's no reason the Cubs should, especially since they're not paying any free agents. They haven't signed anybody this year of notoriety. No. And they're saying they're financially struggling. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. So then who, who are you going to have come in and play first base next season then? Bodie. Or move Bryant to first. Bodie yeah, at third. I, I, don't, I don't see how Bryant's going to be here after oh, this season. I think that, because... because we got to move one piece at a time, and unless they're moving everybody. Because you got to remember, you're looking at who you're going to pay right now. You got Brian, you got Javi. You got to pay one of those guys. And I think that the player that they're going to pay is going to be Javi. Right. I think just even if you look at sheer popularity, everyone thought Brian was going to be the guy, Brian was going to be the guy, and then Javi ended up being that guy. So, I mean, you look at him um, defensively, he's that that star maker. He's Javi's the player that. You know, he can be here for another, like, five to seven years. Mm -hmm. The Cubs could be terrible, and people are coming to go mm -hmm. see Javi Baez. Is he the and, new Sammy Sosa in oh, popularity? I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you, you look at anyone else on that team, who is more popular than Javi right now? You look at – and you're also talking about a city who has uh, one of the largest Puerto Rican populations in the nation – Next to what New York oh, yeah. and and actual Puerto Rico, so I mean like you know people are going to keep showing up to the ballpark just to see Javi, even when Rizzo's gone, Lester's gone, Bryant's gone, you know, and that's that's just what it's going to be. All right, so let's transition over to these schedules because baseball starts next week. Yeah, we got the Cubs opening versus the Brewers at home. Um. <laughs> This is going to be an interesting season, no matter what happens. I, I just, I honestly, I don't know what to think of any of these teams because this is one of those things where you can get hot, you can fire on all cylinders right away, and you can fizzle out like they did last year. They went two and eight to finish the season last year, and they let the Cardinals and Brewers get ahead of them and and take that division away from them. So, you know, I I really think that for a lot of players on this team, this might be the last stand. You got guys like Almora. You got Bryant, of course. There's always been rumors around about Contreras. Um, let's see what Lester's going to do. I mean, you're looking at bits and pieces of that championship team, and we don't know how strong they're going to be going forward or how many of these guys are even going to be left going into next season. Schwarber's a question mark? So, yeah, Schwarber is a question mark, but you – if they're going to keep the DH, you're going to probably going to keep Schwarber. Uh, you got Contreras, you, you've got Darvish. Um, you got some good blocks to transition into this new team that's going to start. Yeah, yeah, you're, I mean, you got Javi. That's that's a, that's going to be your next cornerstone. And well, and you know what's going to happen is that Javi's going to end up being your. Um, he's always going to be at second, I think, because once they get Ed Howard, yes, to come up to the bigs. Yeah. Javi's going to be your second baseman. Well, he'll be a little bit older, so yeah, it makes sense to move him to second. But now, who? Now you're looking at the rest of the infield. Who's going to play third? Who's going to play first? If we're looking at Rizzo being gone, mm -hmm. if we're looking at Bryant being gone, who's going to play the rest of that infield? So now, are you looking at free agents? Are you looking at who you have in the minors? Are you looking at 
especially for first base, someone just you can just throw over there. And there wasn't a huge draft class because that got cut down this year. Correct, correct. So, so there's not even that many players out there. So mm-hmm. it, it, this is, I have a feeling that after the shortened season, we're going to be looking at somewhat of a rebuilding year. You know, you're going to look at, they're going to have to start signing free agents because you look at the last couple moves that they've made, you look at bringing in Kimbrel, that's a desperation move. That's a desperation move that they they had after last year, um, or in in the middle of last year, um, and then you're looking at someone like Schwarber. I mean, I, I I'm really interested in seeing how this DH in the NL is going to happen or how it's going to work, because you know we've been sitting here for five years saying that that Schwarber is a natural DH. Yeah. So you know, do you keep him for that reason? Because for years everyone was like, well, trade him to the to the AL because that's where he needs to be. And he's a terrible fielder. <laughs> he is. I mean, he's working on it. He's getting a little bit better. But his highest trading value was right after the World Series. Oh, 100%. And that's when that move should have been made. Well, yes. I understand. He's a fan favorite. Well, he was, a, he was a hero at that time. Like, they, you know, they... Yeah, but putting all that to the side, let's be realistic. It's a business. And if your business is winning championships, and this guy has the highest like trading potential, he's a big chip... And I can get this, 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 and this. I'm sorry. Sorry, bro. You gotta go. Because I, I'm gonna get four players that are gonna be way better than you. I don't I don't disagree with that, but when your business was winning a championship in 108 years. And that's where you're at. A championship, right. You can't, in the Cubs' eyes, send off the guy with that much lore and history and dropping home run balls on the top of the marquee and all that thing. You know, there was no way that was going to happen. At the same time, you got to remember in that 16th season, he did not play that much. He he played very early. Yeah, because he blew he, out his knee. Correct. I remember that. Because of the collision. Mm-hmm. So when he did come back, I mean, they're like, well, look at this kid. I mean, he's going to be great. And we haven't seen that all come to fruition. You know, he he's one of these guys that's super streaky. Once, super streaky once he goes into... You know his his uh, home run mode. He can smack him out of the ballpark. Oh and yeah, punch if he gets hot, he's hot. You know, but at the same time, you know, he also has a lot of slumps. He's swinging the bat. It looks like a, a wet noodle out there. And you know, I'm just waiting, waiting one day for him to go back for a for a fly ball and and see it whack him over the brain. It's gonna happen one of these he's days. He's gonna pull a Conseco. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't want it to happen. Being a, you know, being, being a, a diehard, but I mean, like it, would, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where. You know, it's a, it ended up on a sports blooper YouTube uh, reel for oh, that, for many years to come. That Conseco clip plays all the time, <laughs> all the time. In the not top ten. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're staying on the Cubs right now. Let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about the uh, Marquee Network uh, issue. Right now, it looks like it's on uh, YouTube TV and uh, I think it's like on Direct TV and Direct TV. I think Hulu Live has it. The, okay, Hulu Live might have it. Okay, and, and um, YouTube. And let me let me like, tell you, was the Dish might have it too? I'm not that. I'm not. Look, it, it is. I don't care who has it. What I do care, I care who doesn't have it right now. Which and is that's Comcast. Comcast, and that's Comcast. And when you're sitting here talking about the fact that. The last, I want to say it was the last year, last two years, when you finally um, brought your team to not only one free channel, 
which was GN forever. Mm-hmm. And then you brought it to ABC, which was great because I could catch the ABC uh, broadcast off of my phone. Okay. And then you're talking about for years you relied on Comcast Sportsnet mm-hmm. and now NB- NBC Sports Channel right. or whatever they want to call yep. it. All these years that you've provided access to your games. And now I get the fact that we haven't been playing any games for the past couple of months. Yep. So you had no real reason to make a contract with Comcast. or No, there was no urgency because everybody's like, we don't know when we're going to play, so why are we going to sign a contract? Well, yeah, exactly. Why am I going to pay you for for this content or why am I going to why am I going to pay you to show your channel for a couple months when no one's going to watch it. There's no game. No one's going to watch the channel. Now, I've seen clips of what they're showing on on Marquee on YouTube. You have mm-hmm. the, there's a show called like 162. The first episode I think was Nico Horner um, showing him at the Cubs convention and when uh, Rossi signed his his contract to become the manager and he was up there time you know talking about what's where I'm gonna stand in the dugout or sit in the dugout as a manager you know and things like that and that was extremely interesting and, 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 and they signed some former Cubs to be on the channel I think Dempster's one of those Dempster, I, Dempster is there um, I think Gracie's there because if I'm not mistaken Gracie was there um Calling games with with Len and uh, JD, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was there. At least it was for the uh, for the spring training. But okay. This is this is what I'll say. And Theo just just said that you know I'm pretty confident that everyone will will have access to it. But you know what's going to happen if I can't watch Cubs games on Comcast? What's going to happen? Guess what I'm going to watch. Sox games? I sure the hell am. I'm going to watch a lot of Sox <laughs> games. And and that's just what it is because I like baseball. I'm interested in, in what's going to happen. I'm interested in sports. I've been deprived for the past four months, five months, whatever it's been. So if you're not going to give me my favorite team, well, guess what? I'm going to watch what's available. And pretty soon what you're, what you're going to have is you're going to have a lot of Cubs fans they're gonna, especially young Cubs fans who only started watching baseball within the past ten years. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a lot of these fans who feel alienated because you cannot give me the team that I want to watch. So guess what? I'm gonna find a new team to watch, and I'm gonna, you know, you'll keep your Cubs uh, championship memorabilia, but I'm gonna start collecting Sox gear too. Mm-hmm. You know, and they say, well, you can't be a fan of both. Well, guess what? Once you abandon me, I abandon you, and that's yeah. how it's gonna work. All right, folks, we're gonna take a pause for the cause. And we'll be right back with more TCSF, the podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Hey, guys, welcome back. Let's talk White Sox baseball. Yeah. Oh, look at this. He's excited. He's excited. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's talk about a little bit about the White Sox. We're going to start on the same day as the Cubs. Uh, we're going to play the AL Central champs, the Twins. That's going to be a tough series. Yep. I mean, we're talking about if you go across all of the AL, every team that won the division last year had over 100 wins. So it's going to be tough for any team that's playing uh, against AL teams, especially considering the fact now we got the combo AL and NL Central, and we're just going to be beating each other up all year. But to open up the the season against the champ, that's going to be tough, man. That's going to really put us to the test. Are you guys going to be putting up or shutting up? It, it, it depends on what the young guys do. It yeah, depends on what the young guys again, do. Again, here we go with the same question marks on all of our sports teams. What are these young guys going to do? Are they going to perform? Are they going to show up? Well, you know what? It's that time. This is the year that the White Sox designated. They, this is the year we're going to do something. Well, now you got to produce. Now we got a pitcher out. Mm-hmm. That's that's your boy Kopech. Mm-hmm. That's your boy Kopech. Yeah. Now, 
He opted out. He did. And his reasoning was, uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't, I know. don't know. So I think more than anything, you had Don Cooper come out and be like, well, this guy has anxiety issues. I yes, hope the kid's okay. But here's the thing. As a pitching coach, don't put that business out there. Just no. say like, hey, the whole point of this entire thing of giving players the option to opt out of the season. No questions asked. No questions, no judgment. Hey, right. I get it. You don't want to be here. You don't you're not comfortable. That's what it is. So Coop had no business being out there putting his kids' business about his him having anxiety, him battling depression. Because all you're doing now is you're putting a stigma and mental health. And which that, was, is, that was already out there. Like why why rehash it? Why, why bring it up? Why bring that why focus on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we can kind of tell number one the kid was hurt mm-hmm. okay he's probably not ready to come back okay number two think about all that pressure that you're going to be putting on yourself to come back and now if you already have anxiety and depression or whatever it is that's going on you might not even be ready yet no you know we don't and, know we don't know if he's ready uh, physically you know they say that he's ready to go that you know we've seen his workout videos and pitching at home right before the season started he looked good and all this stuff but if he's not ready mentally He's not going to be ready physically. So now here's the thing, though. you got to think about another former Jerry Reinsdorf product, and that's Mr. Derrick Rose, right? Because he, he was injured, and he's supposed to be ready to go, healthy, cleared by the doctors. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Well, let's, let's, let's be honest. We didn't. I know I didn't trust the doctors that the Bulls had at that point because they messed up Dang. Yeah. And they the, messed up the, some other. Yeah, they gave the, the spinal tap. tap. Yeah. Yep. So I don't have a lot of trust in, in, in the Bulls organization as far as their doctors. I know for the White Sox, and then, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing because the Bulls and the White Sox have the same doctors. Mm-hmm. And I know this personally because they're my doctors. They've, yeah. they've worked on my hip. They've worked on my hands and so forth. So if we're talking about young guys, yes, where's your boy, Yon or Yoan <laughs> Moncada? Where's he at? He is on the... Newly changed name, the IL. It's no longer the DL. Can't say that no more. Now it's the IL. He's been placed on a 10-day IL. I really think that he has the COVID. I mean, I think he's one of those players that they said, hey, you know, he has COVID. He's going to be out for a while, and they're not going to confirm it. See, the interesting thing with all the COVID that's going on, all the COVID-confirmed and Mm -hmm. not-confirmed cases is you wonder – and I, th- I think you have to disclose this as the individual, but there are HIPAA laws. Yes, they are. You know, so yes, you have are. to disclose it as an individual. Now, we know for a fact that as far as MLB is concerned, you have Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. Cole Calhoun, Delano DeShields, Charlie Blackman, Salvador Perez, Luis Urias, Miguel Seno, uh, DJ LeMahieu, Araldis Chapman, Scott Kingery, Tommy Pham, and Joey Gallo, who have all had confirmed cases of COVID. Now, in Gallo's case, he's actually confirmed a couple of different times where they thought he was going to be okay. And he came out to test positive again. Oh, wow. So he's probably reintroducing himself to the same atmosphere or doing the same thing that he was doing, not not being careful about who he's interacting with and where or you know or it's just lingering i mean it's it's one of those things we don't have enough information about it yet yeah this is on into us and what we're looking at too is you got the nba people in the bubble as well the nba players with the nba uh, nba players who have confirmed cases you got russ Mm -hmm. okay you got um durant you got donovan mitchell nikola jokic Malcolm Brogdon, Jabari Parker, DeAndre Jordan, Harrison Barnes, Michael Beasley, who literally just showed up, and they're like, nope, you got it, go home. He literally showed up, they took his temp, they're like, hmm, 
gave him a test, sent, sent him packing, and he just signed with the Nets. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie for the Nets as well. And he was one of these guys that the Bulls had early, and they just decided not to go. But the, the, the one that we all know and we all remember is your boy Rudy Gobert. That is not my boy, but me, that dude is a clown. I've been saying this since day one. He's a clown. So he also just came out. So we, we know that the NBA has the snitch line yes. or the tip line or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> right? So now Gobert, who, when this thing first hit, made a mockery of it. Yeah, he touched all of the mics. Everything. Everything. For every reporter, touched all the mics after he finished his interview and thought it was a big joke and it was funny. Correct. And, and he just thought, this is no big deal. And then what happened the next day? And then he was confirmed, and then Mitchell got it, probably from him. Yes. And he just came out and says, no, nah, I don't use that snitch line. That That's not what this is about. Hold up, uh, Mr. Gobert, what are you talking about? Like... You're, uh, what is what is your end game here? What is your goal in this? There's there's a reason why we're all trying to make sure that we stay healthy, make sure that we stay safe. You can talk about the percentages of people that get sick, the pe- the percentage of people that die, but it is there's real life implications here. Yes, there and is. And your job is to play a game. So I don't want to hear nothing about like don't snitch, don't do this, don't do that, because the fact of the matter remains is that what you're doing is. When you put someone else at risk, you could shut down the entire operation, cost the entire operation millions of dollars, your teammates, your your peers, all this stuff. You're costing people money by not being safe. Money and, and health. Most importantly, someone else's health. A hundred percent. You know. So what, got, what if he gives it to his coach? That's true, and because you got you got a lot of these older coaches. Exactly. There, all know? these older coaches like Alvin Gentry and correct. All the older coaches. I mean, tips. they're trying to like, well, do I do it or do I not do it? Right. I'm like 65. I'm almost 70. If I get it, it's going to hit me hard. Correct. They don't have the immune system that young, these younger guys do that are working they're out all athletes. the time. They have all their nutrition and all this. No, it's not safe for them. So for Rudy Gobert to be like, don't use this niche nine. And uh, first of all, you, you're the reason we're in this predicament with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, where we have to create a bubble, you and, got, you and, got it and, from somewhere. and now you guys are not going to respect the bubble. It's there to protect you. Well, and then the, the thing is, too, is that, you know, we know that the older folks are more susceptible to being uh, to being more dangerous to them. But you take a look at someone like Freddie Freeman from the Braves. Yes. Freddie Freeman has had it. He's a big, strong guy. I mean, this is this is a beast. And he's he's uh, to the point where he's having severe breathing issues where mm-hmm. he can't speak properly, chest pains, loss of issues. taste, I mean, loss all, of smell, all yep. this stuff. So, I mean, like, this isn't just something that could affect older folks. Younger folks are, are getting messed up from this, too. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, this is, this is uh, this ain't no joke, you know what I mean? Um, so, when we look at, as far as MLB, these are the players that have opted out. Mm-hmm. Your boy Kopech. Yep. Yeah, King Felix, Nick Markakis. David Price. That's a big one for That's me. That's a big one. Because I'm also a Dodger fan. <laughs> uh, Buster Posey. He's at the end of his career. Okay. But still, yeah. Yeah. that's a big name. It is a big name. That's a big name. Um, Wellington Castillo. Yeah, former Sox. Okay, former, former Cub. Cub. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, older guy. Older guy, yeah. And Ian Desmond. Okay. So when we look at this, the spectrum of things, we, we still got these guys getting on planes, moving around. Maybe yes, sir. Not as much as they would have normally been doing in a regular season, but they are still moving around a lot more than the NHL bubble is and the and the uh, NBA, bubble. NBA bubble is. Now, um, we look at NBA. You're looking at Trevor Ariza, Avery Bradley, Willie Cauley-Stein, Wilson Chandler, DeMarcus Cousins, who doesn't even have a team right now. That's right, he's still inside. DeAndre Jordan, Victor Oladipo, 
Tabo, your boy Tabo Cephalusha. Love me some Tabo. And Spencer Dimwitty, who have all opted out. Okay? Now, we know Dimwitty already had a confirmed case. Mm-hmm. Oladipo was still recovering from, I think he had a knee injury from before. Um, I think he, 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 I'm not sure if he played yet, yet this season. I, I didn't follow I, the Pacers like that. Yeah. But So, I mean, it, it is affecting all the sports right now. And, and when you look at NHL and NFL, there are multiple cases that were confirmed, but they don't disclose it. And NFL is not going to disclose them right now because they ain't playing right now. And there's no reason to put us out bad press for them. Correct. So they're like, first of all, we're trying to figure out if we're going to play, when we're going to play, and how we're going to do it. And then you got the NHL, who has always been vague when it comes to injuries. You're like, upper body or lower body injury. Like, a concussion is an upper body injury. Yes. A concussion is a concussion, man. Yeah. I mean, look. Sp- speaking of the NHL, where's your boy at? They just send him back home. What are you I, talking about Crow? Yeah, the Crow. Man, I don't know about this guy. I, 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 they just, uh, Colleton said that he's unfit for play. Right. I, look, you just got rid of uh, Leonard, mm-hmm. or Leonard, or whatever his name is. Send him over to Vegas, okay? I'll be, I'll be excited if the Hawks can get past the Oilers, but doesn't look good now. Not if you, unless, unless you get one of these young guys. I think PK Subban's little brother is on the Hawks, and, that, and I think he was the one they brought back in that trade. I don't even remember this kid's first name. That's how like vague he is <laughs> to me. But they, they brought him over, and I think that's who they got back in that trade. And unless you get one of these young guys that's going to stand on his head, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't see that's going to happen. Yeah, consider that series wrap. You know, um, which is a shame. Which yeah. is a shame. This because even you got Shazi right now. Shazi can't play either because he's still messed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's a shame. It's it's just like what we're seeing with, with the Cubs. You're seeing these guys slowly but surely fall off. You're seeing the same thing with the Hawks. When you get kind of some of these remaining members of their championship teams, where they're falling off. And, you know, once we fall in love with these players, it's sad to see them go. And it's sad, it's sad to see them go through these injuries. I mean, you look what happened with Bickle. And, and you know, he's all messed up. You oh know what I mean? God. So. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he was a good dude. And they clowned him when he first started having those symptoms. They thought it was vertigo. They thought, but I mean, you know, it, it's a shame. So one thing that they're doing in NFL, mm-hmm. which is a tradition, is they're no longer allowing jersey swaps <laughs> after the game. Hold on. So you have offensive linemen, defensive linemen who are touching each other every play, sweating on each other, probably spitting on each other. Oh, you, you, you used to see old school. With yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like you, somebody's you get a handful of candy down there, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm, but let's not switch jerseys. Well, look, I mean, it's a cool tradition. I you love know, the tradition. You see, like, Mahomes and, uh, and Jackson switch jerseys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, look, I mean, if, if they're doing it in the name of safety and health, then... I get that. I get it. You're going to have people that say it's going too far. Everything's going too far. Well, guess what? I mean, if it's going to keep you healthy, keep your family healthy, keep your coaches who are older healthy, you know, keep the league able to keep going. Because what's going to happen is you are going to get cases that pop up in the NBA bubble and in the MLB and in the NFL. And what's going to happen is that what let's say what happens if you get three members of your your offensive line come down with it and they got to be quarantined for two weeks. And that, that means that no practice, that means no games, no nothing. Right. So what, what happens then? You better have a good practice squad. You know, and it's it's not that. It's not only that, but you look at MLB, what's going to happen with them when you start, because they're going to start dropping like flies. Then they boost up their, their taxi squad to like 60 players or some, some crazy number like that. You got to. I mean, you when you got 26 players on your roster uh, you in, you a couple week, in a couple weeks, right? I mean, the first week, 
after the first week, it drops down to about 26. You've got to have backups. I mean, you don't you don't really have any choice because you're going to have these injuries. You're going to have soft in, uh, soft tissue injuries. You, how many times do we see within, with baseball? Not as much, but you do see it in football. That first week of football, you see at least three dudes have an ACL. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, or, or someone breaks the shoulder or breaks the collarbone or something like that. So it's going to happen. You know, so you got to have all these backups. But what's going to happen when you get someone that has COVID and and they're playing professional sports? Do, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think it's worth it? Do I think it's worth it? Here it is. If if I was in that position, let's say I, I'm an MLB player. If I'm starting my career and I'm young and I have no attachments, when I mean no attachments is I don't have a wife, I don't have kids, nothing to risk. Nothing to risk. All I got to do is quarantine and worry about myself. I'm all for it because I'm at the beginning of my career and I want to make this money. Now, like you said, like Ryan Zimmerman and David Price, I've already made my money. Now I got a family to look out for. It ain't just me. Okay, financially, I'm set. I really don't need to play. So it just depends on what what part of your life you're in. So if I'm at the beginning where where I'm trying to make my money, trying to make my name, you know, trying to build my brand, and I got nothing to risk besides myself, I'm all for it. I'm in. But if I'm at the other end, the tail end, it just depends on where you are in your life. Yeah, you know, and and that's the thing too is like, for example, like I have a daughter that plays sports, mm-hmm. and I coach softball, and we're just kind of coming back around to softball after being gone for four months. And I'll say I lost at least half of my squad. Mm-hmm. So we're now we're just doing patchwork practices and things like that. I had parents who says, you know, I'm not I'm not coming back. I'm not risking it. And this is for children who we know. There's a lot less cases for children. Even in the beginning, they're like, "Well, kids would get it," and they weren't even yeah. that they weren't they weren't being harmed that badly, right? You know, by by what was going on. But I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's the thing is that you got to look at where you are in your life, look at what kind of risk you're gonna take. Now, here's the thing: the thing too is that especially when it comes to baseball, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a lot of kids that are gonna come up because someone that's ahead of them either opted out or got hurt or got the COVID, and next thing you know, they're going to take over. I, I think, yeah, that's going to happen, kind of like how Brady came in mm-hmm. during an injury and never let go of that position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think with baseball, it's it's a tricky situation. One, you usually baseball has the minor leagues to, to you know, go reach down, hey, you know, our third base paints out. Let's pull up the kid from double A, see what he can do for a couple weeks until this guy comes back. But guess what they don't have this year? Not at all. Not at all. So all you got your is your taxi squad, which is a mishmash of everything. And then now you're signing free agents that other teams let go, and you're putting them on your team to see if they can make it. If not, you're going to put them on a taxi squad. Some of the baseball had about, what, I think three or four rounds of, of drafting. It wasn't very many. Yeah, usually they have, like, I don't know, 50 rounds. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have uh, 27 rounds. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, So now you got these young kids that you just drafted. You put them on your taxi squad because you're like, Mm -hmm. you know what? You put them in for a couple games, see what he can do. It's not going to harm him. You're not going to take his service time away. Throw him in there for a couple games, put him back on a taxi squad. We might see Ed Howard uh, quicker than we thought we were going to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm excited. I know. I'm excited. He's a young kid. Because he, remember, he was on that Jackie Robinson squad. Yes, he was. He was on the Jackie Robinson squad that won, and then they took the title away yeah. because they said residency restrictions. And then they How eventually, convenient. a couple years a couple years later, came back. It was like, actually, y'all were cool. And we're like, yo, it's an all-squad of, like, young black kids. Yep. Like, first time that ever happened, inner city. Just dragged their name in the mud. Dragged them all the way through. But, hey, I'm excited they got the kid, you know. 
it's it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'll tell you what, you listeners out there are going to get real sick of us because as soon as these sports reels really start ramping up, we're going to be watching four and five and six games a day, <laughs> oh a day, because that's all it's going to be. But, I'm excited. But I'm excited. Is, again, this is all based on the fact that we might or might not get the Marquee Network. Oh, my God. So guess hey, what? man, come to the dark side, bro. Yeah, come I mean, to the dark side. Man. And uh, they talk one <laughs> once upon a time. Someone told me good guys wear black. Yeah. Now, to be fair, the guys who the guys' voice who I kept hearing that out of, I can't stand. Is you know, what they call him the uh, the hawk, the old eagle, the old the old the old crow who never <laughs> shuts up. But yeah, I mean, like I said before, then, you know, there's a good chance that uh, I will be watching some White Sox baseball this this year coming up. So baseball again. We, I know we, we're jumping around from topic to topic, and right now we're just. You know, we're excited that sports are coming back this week. That's really what it is. That's why we're jumping back and forth. But as a kid, I remember watching the Cubs on WGN mm-hmm. because that was the only place you can watch sports on. Mm-hmm. And it was the Cubs. Just coming home. Yeah. It was like coming home and watching cartoons. You turn on the TV, guess oh, what's on? The Cubs. Right. Because, you know, they play, They start at 120. Mm-hmm. By the time you get home at 2.30 or 3.30, whenever you got off, there's still a game going mm-hmm. on. And I was excited. I and we grew up watching that. And we're talking about the old analog channels. We yes. had like, you know, 2, 5, 7, 9, 32, 50, 66. You know what I mean? That's, Kung Fu 66, you baby. Know, that, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it was. You know what I mean? That's what it was back in the day. So when you come home and you, that's the first thing that, that comes on the TV when you flip it on. I mean, that's that's why there's so many people that are Cubs fans. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you something real funny. Sure. Are they still going to play uh, Go Cubs Go after the Cubs games? Think about this. Are they still going to play Go Cubs Go when the Cubs win? Why not? Because one of them lyrics in the song. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? No one's there to say anything. No, well, it, well <laughs> <laughs> not, but not just that. Catch it all on WGN. WGN. Yes. And this is the Sox fan knowing that Cubs song. Jesus. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. But so that's what I'm saying. It's like, how can you keep listening? How, how, can you still play that song? I mean, you're going to call Steve Goodman and be like, hey, I need a new cut of this song. Yeah, you need to bleep it out. What, right. what were they going to do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But... You know, and then when, and when they show uh, Harry on the scoreboard, when they're going to do the, the seventh yeah, inning Yeah, he's got the WGN he's wand. The, yeah. He's got the WGN everywhere. I mean, that's that's the thing is that that's the, that's the real shame of it because you're talking about, like, complete and total Chicago Cubs history. This is the reason why a lot of fans across the country fell in love with the Cubs and fell in love with the Braves because you got the TBS Super Station. Right, right, right. Those are the, t- those are the two, two squads that were shown all across the country. Mm-hmm. For free. Uh, for free. And that's the thing. And that that that's where I was trying to get with this is that now there's no free baseball Mm-mm. and a sport that's struggling to get viewership to, to get engagement. You're gonna charge everybody. Your demographic is in their forties, forties, fifties, sixties. Yeah, you too, easily. I I know I'm almost there to the forty, but come on, if so, you don't put that in front of kids like you, we were, mm-hmm. and I understand we're uh, old man on his couch, you know, uh, but. You've got to have something where kids can watch something. It's free. It's available. It's going to help your sport. See, and I hate that the White Sox are only on, on, on uh, NBC Sports and the Cubs are only going to be on a marquee network. But the marquee network is not on Comcast. But at least you can see the Cubs. Because you have, uh, at least you can see the Sox. You got the Sox, Bulls, and Hawks all on exclusive. Exclusively. On the Unless NBC it's sports. a nationally televised game but you with know what ESPN they do, or you something. Know what they do with that is like, so that, Simulcast. That, well, no. With that first that first Cubs game, yes, that's going to be on ESPN. Is blacked out in blacked Chicago. Out, yes, it is. It is blacked it's out. It's blacked out in Chicago. Yep. 
So we can't even see that game on the package that we already have. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're going to tell me that I've been sitting here through COVID, keeping my space, wearing my Cubs mask. Mm-hmm. Okay? Making sure that I'm healthy so y'all can stay healthy. And you can't even give me the team that is probably my, my favorite team aside from the Bears. I mean, that's the first love. But yeah, everybody's his first team is the Bears. Let's but, just be I mean, honest. You know, your second team is typically going to be your baseball team in this city. Yes, so sir. So you're telling me that after all these years of loyalty, of loving that team, of sticking up for Sammy Sosa through the cork bat and the steroids and the skin bleaching and all this stuff, that I can't see my team? Nope. Like I said, guess what I'm going to be watching? White Sox baseball. And you know what? And I get your point with the Hawk thing. You know, he was getting a little annoying. <sighs> like, I'd be watching the games and I'm, I'm listening to Steve Stone because I can listen to Steve Stone all day because mm-hmm. he's so smart. Oh, yeah. And he's teaching you as long, as well as, you know, giving you baseball as far as, like, what's going on in the field. But he's also teaching you different things. Hawk, at some point, I was like, stop telling stories about the 50s and 60s. No one really cares. No one cares about you being in Boston. No. It, we, it, that, that was the thing is that he stopped being an announcer. He stopped being relevant. He, he stopped being an announcer, and he was just sitting there, and he was a homer. Now, yes. here, here, here's the difference is that I'll tell you that Ron Santo – was one of the other reasons that I became such a huge, huge Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. When Ron Santo passed away, I remember I was getting ready to go to physical therapy. I pulled over in the parking lot and I sat there for a good 10, 15 minutes trying to gather my thoughts, trying to gather myself yeah. to get out of the vehicle. I, I was late to an appointment and I'm just like, I can't believe it. it felt like a family member had passed away. Well, and that's just how I felt. About how Ron many Santo. years did you listen to him on the radio? But he was that's also why. on the radio. It's it's a big difference because on the radio here, here's the thing with the radio you get the hardcore the diehard the I'll, you know those are the fans that listen to on the on the radio because when you get in your car and you turn on the radio typically it's not you know whatever station that the the, the game's going to be on you're listening to music you got kids in the car they're not trying to hear all this mess mm-hmm. the people that are watching on TV are more casual fans they saw it in a bar so on and so forth they oh it's like what's going on with the Sox I think they won yesterday I was, I was right. at the bar. Your diehards are the radio guys. So yep. if he was on the radio, he might have done better. But, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what. Jason Benetti, though, he's, Killer. he's a star. He's going to be a star. Now, I mean, he's got a face for radio, but he's going to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> but he's bought, he brought in a, a fresh, different atmosphere. Just yeah, different things that are going on. Like, he's doing the, the he does the trivia questions and the Ask Steve. And all, yes. he, he comes up with different uh, segments that engages the fans. Correct. So... That's a big difference from before. Like I'm gonna talk old school baseball, and you don't do this, and you don't do that. Right. The unspoken Un- rules, unwritten rules, and the like, can no, of corn. no, yeah, no. We're throwing bats now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're flipping bats. Yep. We're hitting home runs. We let people be engaged. Let people be excited. That's what people want. That's why people gravitate towards football because it's nonstop action. People gravitate towards hockey because you're playing 20 minutes straight of all non- action, nonstop action, nonstop action. NBA. On nonstop action until like the fourth quarter in the last four or five minutes. Then it's timeouts and fouls and all this stuff. And, you know, that last four minutes is like an hour and a half. Yeah. But if you want people to be engaged, put it out there for people to see. Correct. I'm pissed that you can't see the, the opening day. Oh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It the, may, and it makes no sense at all. They, uh, like I said, I, I mean, I've been preaching this whole show. They better put the Cubs on TV where I can see. Because I have a sports package 
specifically when when I got the sports package in 2015, I got it specifically to make sure that I got the TBS and the T. I think it was TBS and TNT. Yes, sir. Because that's when they were playing the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I called up Comcast. I'm like, look, I don't really use the I don't really use the the Comcast, but guess what? I need to get a package that has TBS at least. It's only like the second tier package. Mm-hmm. I says, I need this channel at least because I'm trying to watch the Cubs in the playoffs. I cannot miss the Cubs in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, well, would you like the sports package? And I said, hell yeah, I want the sports package. So every Sunday, I sit there and watch the Bears on one TV and the other TV that's right next to it, I put on the red zone so I can watch both. That's why everyone comes over and watches the ball. But guess what? That's the only reason I have Comcast at all on my TV. I, I, I cut the cord and, you know, I was, I was happy to cut the cord because, you know, there was no sports going on. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to spend that money. But I'm probably going to switch over to the Hulu Live. Yeah. And, you know, because it's going to offer me those channels. But just like you said, like, I want to watch multiple things. Mm-hmm. Think about when there's March Madness. <sighs> They're on like six different channels. And if you don't have that sports package, you can't and watch it, your team it, or you can't watch the tournament. It's, and it's all the CBS channels. You get the CBS. It, it is. Like, it was like CBS, true, TNT, true, true TV, yeah, true TV, yeah, and like you know, yeah. When you had some of the more exotic teams, they put them on like National Geographic Channel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the ones that had like weird, like exotic animal names. Were like, I know the channel for you, sir. But yeah, I mean, wrapping up the whole COVID thing. Yeah, it's this has definitely been putting a, a, a toll on people who use sports as an escape. Yes, sir. Okay, and now when you're talking about. Uh, what they call COVID fatigue, people getting tired of wearing a mask and doing this and doing that. I want to go to the beach. The, the beach That's don't BS. want you. You know what? Stay away from the beach. The beach don't want you. Because my doctor had to wear a mask for my surgeries. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he wore a mask for your surgery. Sure did. Did you ask him if he was comfortable with that mask? He survived. He survived. I mean, so it, the thing is, is that, you know, we, we're trying to make it to the other side, but we're looking at three sports who are getting ready to start right now. We're looking at basketball. We're looking at hockey, and we're looking at baseball. And we're just hoping that we can get to the end of the end of the seasons. Will they? Will they all make it to the finish line? That's the question. That's the real question. Because, like I said, you're just hockey and basketball are trying to finish up the season they already had. Right. And what they're going to do is they're going to finish up their season and do, delay the do next a season. draft and then like turn around in like a month and start their new season that's gonna be wild well there was talk about moving moving the season down starting at christmas well that's see and that's what nba really wants well yeah that's what nba really wants because if you remember when the nba was on strike a few years ago and the bulls still had derrick rose the first game of the season was the bulls and i think they played the Cavs the, or Cavs. the, the heat oh the heat yeah it was, it was heat. lebron yeah right yeah it was the, it was the bulls and heat on christmas day and i remember because i was in florida and i'm the only one there like yo we need to watch basketball everyone's like what are you talking about well you know florida you know florida and here in, yeah well, <laughs> florida's oh brother my dad lives down there and that place is wild but um but yeah man the, the hope is I, I realistically i think the hope is that if we get two out of three completed seasons i'm happy you know and I think right now we're looking at NFL, and they better be taking notes and seeing what things work what and what don't. Because the fact of the matter is, is that aside from hockey, you do have basketball. You do have basketball where the kind of there's a lot of contact. But I mean, football. You're talking about dog piles. You're talking yep. about dog piles and rubbing and grabbing and tugging and mm-hmm. tackles and this and that. 
And, and then you're on the sideline. You're next to all your teammates. Yep. And, the, and you're talking about a much bigger operation than basketball. And you're running all the time and, yep. you know, you're pushing all the time. And guess what? You're huffing and puffing. Yep. All the time. Now, they, they did come out with the NFL. Like, uh, the they had – there was a, a early prototype that we kind of saw was just probably something that was fan-made that mm-hmm. kind of looked like, you know, a Star Wars fighter pilot helmet, which looked actually kind of badass. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And it was cool. But um, – I think it was Russell or somebody came out with this mask that it looks like a clear shield that will go all the way down your face. Okay. But it did have holes in it. And, I mean, it, it, it That defeats the purpose, though. It was kind of, kind of, I was like, this is a little weird. Like, you could go back to the Star Wars helmet. That'd be way better than what this junk is. So, I mean, I think they're, they are going to have some certain things in place to kind of help prevent the spread. Mm-hmm. But, again, you do have to have guys be diligent about what they're doing Take the the precautions. I don't know how they're gonna distance themselves sitting on the bench, but you know, look, you got to do what you got to do. And if if the idea is that as a sports fan you can't wait for sports to come back, the best thing that you can do is take all the preventative measures yourself. Put on your mask, use your hand sanitizers, wash your hands, don't share drinks, stop going to the damn beach, okay? Because well, Indiana just shut down. For, man, forget they it. shut down the beaches because. Everybody was coming from everywhere to that, go to the, to the no, beaches. Nothing in that whole state makes sense. <laughs> but if you're taking the proper precautions, then you're doing your small part to help prevent the spread. And if everybody does the same thing, we would be doing a lot better. Right. And the, then the thing is, is that the, the more you do to help prevent the spread, the more you're doing to actually help your sport continue to play. Correct. That's just what it is. So, I mean, hey, if you if you love sports the way we do, you know, just do your part. Yeah. Any final thoughts, E? So, we know our boy Serge likes to do our stirring oh, the pot segment, yes, he right? Does. So, let's do something here real quick. All right. I'm going to throw you a question. I want your honest answer. Sure. Tacos or burritos? Ooh. Depends from where. Say the right answer. But I'm always going to go for a burrito. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> always going to go burrito? for a burrito. Always. He, oh, come on. First you, of all. You burrito, get more meat? No. Burrito is one thing yes. like you can get the same one burrito for the price of three tacos and i can have three different types of tacos that's why i said depends from where oh man that's terrible all right we, we're gonna close this uh episode out and we're gonna go have some tacos because he's about to buy me some tacos right now right now <laughs> all right y'all we want to give a shout out to our boys uh mike logic and ideal and they're on that podcast we want to give a shout out to our producer jay soto and for big z i am e rock we just want to say thank you, everyone. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Wherever you can think of on the internet, that's where we will be. So go ahead and check us out. True Chicago sports fans everywhere. Y'all be good to each other for the love of sports. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this episode. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Anchor and CitySportsMask.com. Visit CitySportsMask.com and enter discount code TCSF to receive... 10% off your order. A man. That's a full-grown man right there, okay?